You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Welcome to After The Show. Welcome, Sid Talk. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Welcome to you. Very well. Welcome to you. Welcome to you. What's the before the after the show discussion before we get on with this? What were we saying? Just normal chatter? We was comparing this movie to the Lego movie. Correct. And other things. Yeah. Just normal everyday life. You know, people, uh, you can't expect us to have a designed conversation before the after the show discussion just for the benefit of the before the after show discussion. Sometimes it just is like this. Watch the movie, chit chat, podcast. Yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> <laughs> We're not performing. What for do you expect from us? <laughs> to actually, have, we just have normal, sometimes boring conversations, but we'll share it with you. All right. So it is Saturday, October the second. This is after the show number seven hundred and four. I think I got that one right this week. Said talk. Possibly, I'm not double checking you this time. I'm the trusting movie. you. The movie we're looking at this week is Free Guy. It's a 2021 movie. It's actually coming out soon on Blu-ray, but you can stream it now on Amazon Prime. It's rated PG-13. It's from our friends at Disney and Fox. You let us watch it a little bit early. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of Free Guy. It is the Lego movie, but with no Legos, kind of. All right. It's just a cheery movie about a guy who's in a game. He doesn't know it. Oh, wait, that's the Truman Show, sort of. <laughs> I think when we get down to the discussion of this, we could compare this to a lot of different things. Yes, a- but that's kind of the beauty of it. All right, so here's the real synopsis. A bank teller discovers that he's actually an NPC inside a brutal open-world video game. Explain to the people what an NPC is. It's a non-player character. Inside a video game, you've got the characters that the players are, that's you and me, And then you've got characters in the world that are programmed by computer programmers and they dish out missions or they're something to shoot at or they give you a story or whatever, you know. So Mm -hmm. he's one of those guys. Okay. All right. So what did you think of Free Guy? They're like, um, what's the word? Extras in movies. Yes. Yeah. I loved it. That was super fun and cheery and nice and, you know, you can turn your nose up at it and be all like grinchy and shit, but it doesn't hurt to have a movie that's just like, it's the little guy overcoming the big bad guy. I mean, that's like the big story there, right? Um, some programmers are just wrote a game. The big corporate guy bought him out and steals their intellectual property, you know, and it's like you got to cheer them on to make things right. And in the meantime, it's about discovering that in life you get to make your choices, do your own thing. Right? It's very sweet. It's just a nice... It is. Yeah. It's actually... While also having lots of violence, (laughs) lots of like helicopters crashing and cars crashing and interesting characters to look at. It's like, it's got it all. Yeah. Cartoonish violence. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not like gruesome or anything. No, but I mean, the background when he's walking around, it's also like Shaun of the Dead. He's walking around, not clueless to like... The crimes and shit behind him, because that's just their world. He just, he's used to it. But things are going down. There's a tank in the background and buildings blowing up. And it's just normal to all these characters in the game. So I like that. 
And they advertised this movie very clearly that it was a guy inside a video game. And I feel that, that was the, they shouldn't have done that advertising mm-hmm. because there is no surprise for you as a viewer, right? Because you've, unless you've just watched this completely blind. When you come in, you're like, well, I know he's in a video game because I saw the trailer. And also that's all they talk about when they're promoting this movie. So then the mystery is like him uncovering, you know, him just waking yes. up one day. Like Neo. Oh, there's another <laughs> one. We're going to compare this to yeah. a lot of things. That kind of took away a bit of the reveal element for me, but it was a really fun because it's kind of silly. It references like every computer game you can think of, not just computer games, movies. There's all kinds of references. There's a lot, but it's good. But it's not Ready Player One level of here's everything is a reference. It's they kind of restrain it a little bit. And a lot of it you won't know unless you're a gamer. And you're not a gamer, but I bet you did recognize things just from osmosis from me. Some things, yeah. When I say you're not a gamer, you're actually sat playing a video game. Right this minute. (laughs) So I would say you are kind of a gamer in a way. Well, I'm not what people like to label a gamer. I'm sitting playing The Sims 4 while we're talking. Am I a gamer? Yes. What I I mean, mean, what's a gamer? That's a good question. Just somebody who plays games. Not just that, but like it's your life kind of. If you subtracted gaming, all gaming from your life, all the videos about the people talking about games, all the games that you play, the anticipation of the games, all of the game world, if you subtracted that from your life. Now, I understand that you love me, but I actually feel like that would have more of an impact than if I walked out the door. Well, that's rude. I'm not being rude. I'm being honest. It'd be like if you took away my ability to draw or paint or do any creative projects, I would be like, that's 70% of who I am, you know? So I feel like you're not the, what would you say? Like in the movie, they depict trolls, you know, people who sit there and give everybody a hard time and, you know, not very much, but they address it. You're not that guy. You won't be like, I'll only buy Sony. I'll only buy, you're not that person. You won't troll anybody. When you have a game where your option is to be a bad guy or a good guy, you always choose good guy. Yeah. Like you're this guy. I'd be guy, yeah. (laughs) Blue shirt. You just do it for the love of it. It's like woven into you from a young age. So to me, yes, you're a gamer. You're not those gamers, but yeah, you're a gamer. So did you like the humor in this movie? Yes. I laughed a lot. It's kind of quippy kind of stuff, isn't it? Like what's funny? A lot of it was just their reactions and how well they did. Like when she's discovering that he's like she's a real person in the game she does she thinks he's a real person in the game but she's kind of falling for him and then she discovers he's not a real person and she's kind of like wandering around the room and she's pulling her sweater up over her face and she's like it's hot is it hot in here like she's that's not even the other guy's talking and it's peripheral to that but it just made it feel really i don't know like gave some i don't know what you'd say but it It was like a detail that I really appreciated. I just think everybody did a great job. And that is the end of the podcast. And there's a lot of, (laughs) there's a lot of special effects, obviously, because it's a computer generated world. So they can kind of do what they want. If they want skyscrapers to start falling over, they can Mm -hmm. do that. It doesn't all look convincing, but it doesn't matter because you're in a computer generated world, right? There's a lot of like hokey looking stuff. Sure. But none of it really bothered me. I like that it referenced like particular games like Hitman and Halo. I told you, there's a Halo tank driving down. Yeah, you would have to tell me a lot of the references because I don't know. There's the Fortnite glider. There's the Fortnite gun. There's the portal gun from Portal. There's also a lightsaber. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's other pop culture-y things in there too. I was going to say it's not clever, the story, because it feels like I've seen the story already in another guise. True. A few times. <laughs> and it, this just feels like an amalgamation of all those things, but with its own. And I think its own twist is the character of Guy is really likable. But there again, so is the Lego movie guy, right? Mm -hmm. He's pretty likable too. But it does feel, as I was watching it, especially at the beginning where he wakes up, the alarm clock goes off, you know, there's a bit of a Groundhog Day vibe there. He goes down to the coffee shop, he says particular things, and then he wakes up the day after and it's all the same. I mean, we've had that idea many times before, right? And this doesn't do it any differently than anything else. Hmm. When he starts to realize... Oh, what, how does he realize? He puts the glasses on, right? He find There's sunglasses that people wear in the game. If a character's wearing sunglasses, they're not an NPC, right? They're a player. Like you go, you log in and you're going in to play. Yeah. He happens to put on a pair of those sunglasses. So that's the take the red pill moment for yes. him. Yes. Well, he didn't really think about it, did he? No, but he puts <laughs> them on and, he, and then immediately he sees the heads up display that gamers are seeing. He sees there are health packs floating around and there's all kinds of stuff going on that he's never seen before and then realizes, oh, well, he gets this inkling before all that, doesn't he, that he wants to change because yep. he wants he wants a different coffee in the coffee place. So he's starting to, what's that spurred so, on? By? Okay, so here's the deal. Here's what it is. Spoiler. The idea of the whole movie is these two game designers, developers wrote a game that is about the characters in the game developing AI. So you log in to the game, but instead of you being a player, you're watching, you're observing this world happen and grow and evolve just in front of you, like on the computer, instead of you going in to interact with it. That was their idea. Right. And that these characters would, you give them traits, and then as they live in the world, they just, they generate AI and learn for themselves. So that is what the, the guy who bought their game from them, the millionaire guy, the jerk, <laughs> right? He's tucked it away in the code of the game, but is using their code, like, I don't know, I guess against their deal or their contract. I don't even get that part, but he's kind using of stealing that. The, uh, right. Idea. So these characters have it in them to grow and to become a real, quote unquote, like sentient digital person but it never happened all of a sudden something triggered him and then we get an explanation for that for him to then all of a sudden be like whoa i don't want to just go to the bank and get a coffee and go home and go to the bank and get a coffee and go home and go to the bank and get a coffee and go home because that's his routine he's, a, he's aware of this though so that's the deal so then they grew upon all of a sudden that cracked open for him and then kind of went from there you know what i like that was really smart like any of the gaming or programming things they actually got a good reason for them. This is a bit of a minor spoiler, I guess, or a spoiler. Spoiler. Here we go. <laughs> I like this. I thought it was really smart and it totally made sense. The guy had hidden their code in his game or left it in there. They need to find where it is so they can win in this court case, right? And say that his code's in there somewhere. Their code is in there. And it's really smart, this part where he says, you know, he tilts the blinds. Mm-hmm. And in the blinds, you can see the other world that they made. But in the world, you can't see the other place. And he says, oh, he deleted it from the thing, but he didn't delete the reflection code. Right. 
And that was smart. I was like, whoa, that's an actual video you game You realize thing. that's super nerdy, right? That it, that would be the thing that you really Well, that's <laughs> that's where I'm like, well, this is like actually made by people who know about programming. That's and- what I said. Everybody involved in this movie would have had to done a crash course or some sort of maybe even a lengthy course on video gaming what it's like, what it's like to be in a game, you know, just like submerge yourself in it. Yeah, what is it, it? What is it about games that actually make people want to be there more than in their real life? And I feel like they really captured that, but not like heavy duty or anything, not like Ready Player One, but just no. in this way of like the world is watching and people are playing and discussing it. And, you know, if there wasn't something about it, that drew people in, it wouldn't be like that. And I feel like they really caught that. Whatever it is, it's a yeah intangible, but I really like that they... It caught it in the same way that Ready Player One caught it, but Ready Player One takes itself pretty seriously. Yeah, went way futuristic and like, yeah. Yeah, with the dystopian thing on the back end of it, whereas this is not a dystopian thing. It's people Mm-mm. playing... They're literally just playing a video game and there's a bit of a court battle between two people in the in the world. Which sounds we don't see any court battle, but yeah. You don't see the court battle, but that's what that's the whole that's what we're fighting for. This asshole who's robbed all the code and stuff, we need to take him down. He hasn't robbed it though. This this is what I didn't understand. They said he bought our game and now he's using our game to make money. And it's like, but that that's what happens, right? Yeah, but then later on when he was in that room, he said something about slipping it in. I know, but he bought the game. So and we well, had no explanation maybe he bought for the like, game, but not the right. Yeah, but they didn't to... explain that. That's what I'm saying. There was right. no explanation except, well, he paid you lots of money. She said, you know, he bought us out, and now we get none of the profits. But I guess I don't understand how that. And there's a whole subplot of that he's actually going to write, like this game that's popular, to get out of this court case thing. He's writing the sequel to it and turning off the original game yeah, so, so nobody will keep, ever know. Keep making money, yeah. Yeah. All that stuff is the part where I'm like, yeah, that all makes sense. That sounds like something that the people who make Fortnite would do. <laughs> They're in a big battle with Apple at the moment, aren't they? Oh, yeah. It sounds like one of those things, like, oh, how can we get around this? Let's do this, and then they can't win. It all sounds like it's ripped from the headlines, but in a silly way. Hmm. I enjoyed the uh, confrontation, the realization, kind of like in Truman Show, where they're like, we got to fight back now. we got to yeah. take this back. Also, if you ever you know, wondered about Fiji in the Truman Show, there's kind of a representation <laughs> of that. There is. It. I don't know if it's a direct reference, but I mean, you know. They said that they were inspired by, I mean, it says in the trivia I was just reading that it's an updated version of the original Tron by Disney. Mm. about code being hidden and going in to find, try and find it, which is what Tron was about. And yeah, I can see that, but I can also see, a hun- you know, not 100, but I can see 10 other movies in there, just all thrown in together. But it's good. It's technically fun. Like I say, it felt like the Lego movie, but real, not animated. Even though I'm sure a lot of this is animated. Is it What's the guy called who's muscly in this? Dude. Dude, I, you know when you said, oh, he's CG or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's actually a, guy, a muscly guy. Well, the body. They they CG'd the head. Yeah, it looked, didn't look great. Yeah, it didn't look great, but it actually looked cool because it was supposed to look kind of dopey. It's very funny as well because Dude isn't completely finished. He's <laughs> yeah. not been programmed pro- fully. 
he has like placeholder tech, uh, like when he speaks. Yeah. <laughs> he'll say adjective here or something like that. No, he'll say like blah, 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 catchphrase. And then the yeah. guy says, I haven't thought of it yet. But I mean, catchphrase is a good catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. And he's also not particularly bright. You know, oh, here's another movie that this is also feels a bit like. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Wreck It Ralph. Okay. Got it. Another got it. one. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, this is just a big shit show of copying a bunch of other things. So we shouldn't like it, but I really like it. It comes together good. But <laughs> I obviously had the feeling as we were watching it, I feel like I've seen this idea here, I've seen that idea there, and I don't feel like there was one idea in the whole thing where I was like, oh, that's a new idea. Oh, let's not forget Groundhog Day, because he's just doing the same. He wakes up every time he dies. and he's We already mentioned same. that one earlier. I didn't mention that one. I did. I wasn't listening. <laughs> You need to pay attention to this podcast. I think we addressed earlier that I'm very busy playing this game. Also, what other thing would you would it be? Kind of love actually. It's a little overly sweet. Yeah. There's a bit of a love story. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's lots, but then everything's a lot of things, isn't it? Yeah. Really? I mean, really. So let's move on to the cast here. Ryan Reynolds plays Guy. How did you like Ryan? He was really funny, charming, as always. I mean, I'm I'm pretty neutral on Ryan Reynolds, but he was fun. He's good at playing that kind of... It's not overly stupid. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Well... It's not really dopey, this character. It's more, like, charming, like you say. You really... Innocent, sweet, yeah. Yeah, innocent, that's it. Kind of like Wreck-It Ralph, that's what I was thinking about. How John C. Riley plays Wreck-It Ralph. True. It's sweet, and you can always go get behind it and... Even this one, kids could get behind it. It's not offensive, is it? No, there's no sexuality going on. You know what I mean? There's no... There's a bit of blood. He gets his nose broken. True. You know? He gets a bit over the top, a bit like shooty-shooty sometimes, but it's all in a cartoony way, like nothing you've not seen in a video game already, I guess. Well, not if you don't play video games. Jodie Comer plays Millie. We know Jodie Comer from... Kill it. Uh, Killing Eve. Killing Eve. She's really got a lot. We we've never watched Killing Eve. How did we watch Killing Eve? <laughs> through the people who watch it on Gogglebox. And if you haven't heard of the show, Gogglebox is in Australia and England. Maybe other places. I don't know. So we watch it. And then when they watch little clips of these shows, like for about, what do you say, four minutes, five yeah. minutes, <laughs> we watch it. We're like, that was good. That was yeah. enough. <laughs> I feel like the one that they're doing at the moment on Gogglebox in the submarine. It's over now, but yeah. I feel like we saw that whole show. I do too. Like I know the whole, all the beats to that show. Because every week the people are watching that show and then we get little clips of it and the people's reaction. If you don't know what Gogglebox is, look it up. But um, people watching TV. I also (laughs) thought Killing Eve was really good and we watched the whole of, all of the seasons probably (laughs) throughout Gogglebox. (laughs) That's hilarious. We're shortcutting it. We're short. What's that called? Um, doing the Cliff's notes of these yeah. TV shows, the Gogglebox notes. Jodie Comer was really good. Jodie Comer's from Liverpool. She got a really thick Scouse accent. I didn't hear it once slip through. Hmm. So she's pretty good with that. Joe Carey plays Keys. You'll know Joe Carey as Steve from Stranger Things. I thought he did a good job too. Yeah, it was very good. Everybody was good in this. I actually really enjoyed. Did you like Lil Rel Howery as Buddy? His friend, the the uh, he's fine. Everybody guy. was fine. Taiko Wakiki or Watiti plays Antoine, and yeah, you said he's good at playing an asshole. He was really good. He's just this like 
super obnoxious. He's the <laughs> rich guy who bought the game, owns the gaming company, dresses like a yeah i mean it's really i'm even in just do what the hell you want i don't care in real life but when you portray a character who's supposed to be obnoxious and the first thing you see of him is from behind and he's got this hooded patchwork coat which any other time i would be like well that's a cool coat it's like jean material sewed without something else but because you know this guy is like all about trendy and what's hot and what's popular and what gets him the numbers, then all of a sudden what he's wearing becomes like, ew, gross. This guy is not in the cast list at all, but Channing Tatum plays Revengerman. <laughs> and he's only in it briefly. That part where he's doing the dancing, it yeah, was hilarious. Really, really it's funny. One of, it's one of the funniest parts of the movie. Basically, he's a player who plays the game and does a YouTube, no, maybe Twitch, streaming video of himself playing the game. So we see the real guy, and then the in the game, he's, what's his name? Revengerman. No, I mean the actor guy. Ryan Reynolds. No. Channing Tatum. Yes. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. <laughs> it's him, and it's just really funny. One thing I kind of dislike in movies, and this movie is guilty of it, they use like real life streamers. There's a Pokimane and Jacksepticeye. There's a few of them in there, and they do these little YouTube, like they show them on a YouTube screen talking about Free Guy. I don't like it. I think it feels really weird. Because mm. I know those people, you know, I've seen them in game. They even use the girl from IGN who does the IGN news to do the video game news thing. But here's the deal. If they use fake people and those people were caricatures of the YouTube and the Twitch people and the whatever, then it would seem unnatural. Yeah, but because they're already caricatures of themselves, right. I say, why not? When you just mentioned that, I don't know if either way is good for me. <laughs> like, well, they need to represent because that's what this game is all about. Yeah. And it does show that they understand this culture and they got the real, those are the biggest streamers out there to come and do that. It kind of bugs me because I know them and I've seen them on YouTube and it's like... Yeah, but is that because you're already not a huge fan? Maybe. I mean, I'm not a streamer fan. I don't really like watching mm. people stream. You people, really don't. People do love it, though, don't they? Just watching other... I, well, I've said to you about streaming, I like to play games. I don't really want to see somebody else do it. I don't want it spoiling for me either. But you love watching movies, which is watching other people be characters. Right. It's interesting. Just an interesting observation I'm making. It isn't. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> directed by Sean Levy, he directed the movie Date Night. Did you ever watch that? Okay, the story of Date Night is this, if I'm thinking correctly. Is this the one with Steve Carell and Tina Fey? Yes. Okay, so my mother and I are on an airplane to Germany. It's a nine and a half hour flight. I put the headphones on my mother. The screen pops up. You know, she can pull the screen up in front of her. The airline screen, not ours. I say to her, just touch whatever whatever you want to watch. So she starts watching. She proceeds to loudly, because she's wearing headphones, <laughs> say to me, Oh my God, this is so funny. Have you seen... I'm trying to whisper yell this at you because she was like yelling it in the plane. I, I and then she would understand. laugh. <laughs> she would laugh so loud. And then I'm, I'm not watching it. She's got her own little world there. She's in the seat next to me. I'm doing, I'm drawing a picture or something. She's like, oh my God, did you see that? Cindy, did you see that? I'm just like, nope, you're watching that movie <laughs> on your own. <laughs> so then it was over. She's like, oh, I love that movie. So I pull the headphones off of her head. I'm like, 
You don't have to yell anymore. So that, I did not see it. But according to my mother, it's very funny. Now, somehow I did see it. Maybe like on, you know, when it's just on TV. I feel like I've seen it. But there again, I might be confusing it with something else. Maybe. You know that one where they all play games? I'm thinking it might oh, be Oh, yeah. One. I know what you're talking about. It, yeah. That might be, that's game night. Yeah. Yep. I might be confusing that's it with all that. the games. Game yeah. night was actually really good. It's like it really was, weird. actually. I liked it. All right. He also directed Night of the Museum. And here's one. He directed several episodes of Stranger Things. Maybe that's how Steve from Stranger Things came about. What do you think of directing on this movie? I can't say it's distinctive as in, oh, you would know it's that person. No. But, you know, there's a lot going on. It would take quite the leadership role for someone to keep i mean it's a lot of stuff going on you've got actually you would have cgi people potentially game designers working on the parts that are like the game i would think so yeah you've got the whole lot of stuff going on and i feel like it was all it all came together so to me a director isn't always just somebody standing behind the camera telling everybody what to do it's like the person who's sort of the leader and i feel like uh this came together great so you know what I love about this movie, and I'll always remember? It's a movie that has an officially licensed Star Wars lightsaber fight <laughs> that's not a Star Wars movie. Right. You know, like actual, with the real music and everything. And that made you gasp. It did, because I had no <gasps> idea that that you was You literally went... <gasps> also, the Avengers uh, called yeah. I was like, what? Because this movie... It wasn't playing on that trope all the way through, was it? It wasn't like... No, no, not at all. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, here's the Avengers, here's Star Wars, and guess what? Here's Valve's portal. Like, not just like a copy of Portal. The actual gun, the portals. I was like, whoa. Somebody who made this movie understands video games (laughs) and movies. So, yeah, I like the direction. This movie was at Fox and then Disney bought Fox, and then it was delayed because of COVID, and it's been in the bag for some time. Is that what they call it, in the bag? In the can? In the can, yeah. <laughs> well, they put maybe they put the can in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Put the can in the bag. It puts the can in the bag. All right, IMDb reviews. What's that? It's pretty self-explanatory. If you know what IMDb is, it's the internetmoviedatabase.com. People can go on there and write reviews. Mostly not legitimate, I'm guessing. But you like to go on there, pick out the one-star reviews of movies we watch, and then if you agree with them, like you didn't like the movie, then you're like, yeah, this person's a genius. And if you did love the movie, and this person's very wrong, obviously, you like to uh, give them a hard time. All right, accurate? Yes, these are the people who gave it a 1 out of 10. So number 1 says... This movie displays everything I hate about Hollywood. From the moment it begins, absolutely everything you see on screen is 100% determined by a focus group. There's zero attempt to establish a story for the characters. Instead, they just throw loud CG down your throat. Hmm. How about that? I mean, I can't disagree with it completely, but I don't agree with it. This guy says, The characters are so annoying and try too hard to be funny. I'm dumbfounded that this is rated so high. I wish I'd have walked out. So do we. Yes. <laughs> and finally, this guy says, what a bunch of politically correct propaganda. Of course, we've always got that person. He says, 
If you think James Bond should be a black lesbian woman in a wheelchair, you'll probably love this one. Oh my god. Just say what you think there, mate. These people, why are these people so precious about things that exist and about adding new things to what exists about our perceptions of each other? I don't even understand. I don't understand. So I'm glad I don't know this person. So those are the people who hated this movie. We are not in the in that, and we'll we will uh, establish <laughs> not really that. Enjoyed it. I can't disagree that it's people crowd pleasing. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to figure out that people like this shit. It's social media. I mean, it's social media. It's um pop culture. It references a lot of things we love. If someone watched this and had hated video games and pop culture, and I don't know why they'd be watching a movie, but if my father had watched this, he's not with us any longer, but. Of course he would be like, this is the dumbest piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Because he wouldn't be into it, right? He's not the target audience. He's not the target audience. And why not make things that people will like? I don't even understand why that's a problem for people. All right, we're going to give this a score. I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. Okay. Oh, you want me to give it a score? I'm giving it an 8. Because it is what it is. This isn't a life-changing, great story that twists your mind around or anything like that. It's just, for what it is, I love it. And so, and I think it's well done. And I feel you're in its own little category. It deserves an eight. All right. So, thank you for letting us watch that one, Disney, Fox. And there are no extras because this was streaming. So, when the Blu-ray comes along, there will be extras. Next week, we're reviewing a new A24 movie, Sid Talk. No. You know what? You know I get excited when there's an A24 movie. I know you do. And it's called The Green Knight. And it is by the guy who directed A Ghost Story. Here's the real question. Do they get excited when you watch one of their movies? Well, hopefully, if they're a fan of mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, I'm just saying, yes, we yes. Like, we both like The Ghost Story. And this is by oh, the yeah, same. Oh, yeah, I did. It's by that guy. We'll watch that next week. Movie recommendations. I am going on the theme of this movie, Free Guy, Ready Player One, and The Truman Show. You know what? The Truman Show is one of my favorite movies. It is. It is so good. He's not lying to you. It really is. I mean, it's probably aged a little bit. I don't because know. Of, it was a different world when it came out, wasn't it? It was. I don't know if it would have aged much because the idea is the same. This person has been a maniacal... Don't spoil it. <laughs> How old is it? 25 years? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I don't think it has. I think it would have aged well. That's what I I'm think saying. it's a really great movie. It's enthralling. Ooh, and at the time as well, it was really like, oh, we're going to go into a this kind of world or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of hit the, at the right time. And your recommendations are? My recommendations are, this year I'm going back to the 80s and all the movies I have on my list, and I have almost 3,000 movies. Yes, I've spent a lot of time of this life watching movies. Remind me, there's a thought in this movie that I have to address, so maybe that'll be my advice section later. But um, So I'm going back to that time frame when I watched a lot of movies in the 80s. Probably was the part, probably the time of my life when I got kind of addicted to the idea of watching movies, right? And so these are from the 80s, probably around 82, 83. Amityville Horror 2. I don't remember the quality, but I do remember it wasn't had, didn't have the same impact. Amityville 2, The Possession is what it's called. Because, I mean, once you've done Amityville Horror, right, then it's just a cash cow. So yeah. I'm not talking about the quality of these movies. 
just that they exist and I've seen them. So if you want to be just like me, you have to play The Sims 4 while doing a podcast with your spouse or partner or other person, and you would have to watch my entire list of movies. So get on that. That's your homework for next week. My other recommendation is the television show, because we're not just about movies here, called Cheers. Have you heard of it? Yeah, it's a uh, Cheers, mate. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's it's the, bar, the bar one. Correct. Yeah. With Natural Born Killers guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the people, yeah. That's how I'd explain it. It's a great show. It really is, and probably dated. So if you're watching it and it feels like, oh, this seems not modern. Well, it's not. It's from 1982 to 1993. Different era, but it's quality stuff to me and my age group. <clears throat> Whatever that might be. Old. Mm, that's relative. That's it. Hey, Scully stuff. I've been playing some Death Stranding The Director's Cut. Now, what happened with Death Stranding is when it came out on PS4 about a year ago, well, more than a year ago, I got it when it first came out. And I played a whole lot of it. I'm talking like 70 hours, maybe. Okay. But I never actually completed the story. I kind of burned myself out on delivering packages. I was like, I don't want to advance the story. I want to keep delivering all the side packages and all do everything. And eventually I got kind of tired of doing it and just fell off. So now on the PS5, they released a patch that updates it to this director's cut that Hideo Kojima's calling it. And it adds new features, it makes the graphics better, it's smoother, and so on. So I picked it back up and started playing. And I forgot how good the story was and how fun the gameplay is. I'll add a warning to that. You have to be a very particular type of video gamer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have to be your type who just loves wandering around aimlessly sometimes. Yeah. And you really do. Because it's about delivering packages from one place to another. And there are obstacles along the way and stuff. But a lot of the gameplay just involves how do I get over that mountain there? Or how do I get from A to B? And what's the best way on the map? And like plotting, you know, marks on the map and following the, the lay of the land and making sure you don't go through an area where you might get attacked or making sure you don't go through where it's raining. Because the rain in this game, it's like acid and it actually eats away at your packages. So okay, so let's get, let's loop it back to the movie. So these two game developers wanted to make a game where people could just be, mostly watch the characters in the game do something. Now, you're in control of this guy. Right. But if you literally were just walking around countryside doing whatever, like I'm doing with The Sims, you just do, I don't do any missions or anything like that. And sometimes that. you do sit and just watch what they do, right? Yes. Now, that kind of is in the, the same uh, lane as this movie, really. I mean, this... Uh, yeah, the movie in this game that you like, you would, if you could just set that guy on autopilot and watch him for like an hour, you probably would. Yeah, and you can. Uh, later on in the game, in this director's cut, you can get a uh, like a robot that you can sit on and it takes you wherever <laughs> you want to go. I haven't got that yet, but yeah, I would use that and just watch him go. You really would. So that's Death Stranding director's cut. It's on the PS5. Also this week, Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie, Licorice Pizza. They put out the trailer for it which I watched, and Paul Thomas Anderson makes his own trailers. He very purposely, he's very good at making a trailer that you can watch and go, wow, I want to watch that movie, but have no idea what the movie's about. <laughs> right. He's very good at doing that. And he does his own trailers for that purpose. He doesn't like to give movies away, you know. So 
go, you can go and watch this trailer. It'll give you the vibe of the movie, but you won't have any idea what it's about. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up when I watched the trailer because it's got the vibe of Magnolia. It looks like he's gone back to that style because he didn't do that for a while. Phantom Thread wasn't like that. You know, it was different, wasn't it, Phantom Thread? Because mm-hmm. it was like a period piece, kind of. I mean, it wasn't cheery, which is just like Magnolia. No, but even the way it looked was different. It, mm-hmm. it just had a different vibe to it. This one seems to be going back to, like, Boogie Nights and Magnolia, kind of. There's a bit of light art in there to it, but it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, so I'm sure it's pretty tragic overall. But uh, Licorice Pizza is out in November. And for me, whenever Paul Thomas Anderson or Quentin Tarantino put out a movie, it's like a major thing. Mm-hmm. They're kind of the two people who I have followed and anything they do, I'm I thought there. you were going to say who you've fallen in love with. <laughs> well, I've fallen in love with the movies for sure. I, I, I don't know them personally. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. All right. So uh, that is Licorice Pizza. It is out in November and we'll be talking about it then. Definitely. So what's for dinner, Sid Talk? You decided already. Licorice pizza. I like licorice, so... On pizza? I don't know. You know what? I can't say no because I've never tried it. I'm going to guess. Probably it's not great. But (laughs) what you decided for supper tonight will be Jimmy John's, and that's fine by me. And give us your advice, and then we'll get the F out of here. My advice is, I was going to say... Because this week, what did I do to my arm? Not me personally. Broke it in a tragic logging accident. (laughs) That's not accurate. Don't make people worry. That's not true. I don't log, so I didn't break my arm. (laughs) What did I have done to my arm? Amputated by a... Oh my God, don't joke about things like that. I'm not asking you any more questions. I got a tattoo (laughs) and it's about... How long would you say that is? About nine inches long. It's my forearm, top of my forearm. Anybody, I don't give a shit if it's the most trusted person in your life and they're like this person who's so tough and strong. If they say, eh, tattoos don't hurt, meh, they're full of shit. They are a walking meat sack that is lying to you because there's no way for it not to hurt. Now, I went in, casually said something about, I have a pretty high tolerance for pain, but I'm, I'm ready for anything, right? So he gets started and I'm like, oh, well, that hurts. Then he's going and going. Now, this took about two and a half hours, the part that I've got. So, and I was like, okay, yeah, that hurts. But I was trying really mindfully to keep my arm relaxed and keep my fingers relaxed. And I was kind of doing like, you know, and talking to them. And they're very interesting people. And I got probably about halfway in and I'd got to where I was sort of tuned out of the pain. It was still hurting, kind of acclimated to it. And he's like, you know, a lot of people come in here and say, they're tough and everything, but eh, you're doing pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm all right. And then afterwards, it was kind of sore, like bruisey feeling or sunburned kind of is how bad, how it felt, you know. But now it's still got the plastic thing on it. Now, let me That's ask awesome. you, right? Yeah. You know, when you had like the COVID shot and your arm hurt afterwards, mm-hmm. did that hurt more than this afterwards? My arm after the second COVID shot felt like bruised. No, that was the tattoo hurt more oh. in the moment. I mean, I got No, sick. I'm talking afterwards, not in the moment. Yeah, like, no. Uh, afterwards, no, that just felt like a real, like somebody punched me in the arm super hard. We couldn't lift your arm and stuff. But that was sort of like a, a dull ache, you know, like, uh. This was like someone was taking an X-Acto knife after you had a really bad sunburn 
and then scratching you Hmm. (laughs) really hard with the tip of the exacto knife kind of sideways. That's how I would describe it. But then he would do like, and then he'd rub it and wipe it and then. That's what they all do. I've watched them doing it on TV. And the rubbing and the wiping, it was like anesthetizing for a, you know, for a few seconds. And then he'd go again. And then after he got doing, like I said, it's pretty long. And when he would rub down the whole thing and then get started again, it just, it wasn't that bad. Now, when I go back in a few weeks to have him do the color part, we'll see. You know, this time I was kind of amped up, first tattoo, I'm I excited. wonder if some people faint or vomit. They must, because it, it feels, it's it's a lot. Like if you're, you know, if so, you're not, pre- I wasn't prepared for exactly how it would feel. So I totally understand how people could be like, oh, no, can't take it. Because it, li- it feels like someone's. He described it as a sunburn and a cat scratching you on top of a sunburn Sounds like for awesome. two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. Okay. I am a scab picker, which I'm going to be really good and not pick this, but I'm a scab picker. I have been my whole life. TMI, whatever. I bite my nails down to where they're painful and bleed. I pick scabs and sores until they bleed. And it's just a, uh, maybe I've acclimated myself to that particular kind of pain. I don't know. I'm not a doctor or a psychiatrist. I'm just telling you, I'm being transparent here. So my advice from the movie, so that's it. If someone tells you a tattoo hurts, they're full of crap. Number two, in this movie, it was as if whoever wrote this movie was inside my head. And I'm not kidding you. Because I don't believe in anything. Gods or anything. No, I have no religion, no, nothing like that. Right? So when people try to question that and be like, well, then everything's meaningless. I don't disagree with that. However... You know, life to me doesn't have a big purpose or overall meaning or anything like that. But I have said, and my true belief, I do believe in this, that this moment where you and I are recording this podcast and I'm playing The Sims and I'm communicating with family and I'm painting a sign in the kitchen, you know, and doing... You're doing all that while you're doing this recording? Well, I mean, in life, all those individual things in this moment are meaningful. It matters that you and I are connecting and we're having a good time and I'm communicating, I'm praising my mother for getting a community spirit award. I mean, those moments add up to your whole life. That is the meaning in the life, in my life anyway. And they said that in this movie. Yeah, they did. Because his digital friend, when he's telling his friend, look, you're not real. And the guy's like, okay. He's like, doesn't that bother you? And he goes, well, but this is real. This moment is real. I'm supporting my friend. I'm trying to make my friend feel better. And I cried. I started crying because I'm like, (gasps) that is exactly. And I'm not kidding you. That's exactly how I perceive life. That's how I go through my days. That's how I think about like all the interactions to me are individual things that matter right here, right now. Even if I'm just laying on the couch watching six episodes of Star Trek in a row. And I've just got that time to myself and I may be talking on the phone a little bit and you come in and interact a little bit. That is filling my life with that moment, doing what I'm doing. And that matters to me. So I felt really... Well, that's why this movie... That's why you gave this movie a 10 out of 10. I didn't didn't give it a 10. It wasn't that generous, but no. I, I was on board. Once he said that, I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with this movie. All right. So wrap it up. Wrap it up. Your, your That's advice. It. Tattoos? Should people all Tattoos get a tattoo? Tattoos hurt and life has meaning however you choose to give it meaning. Just make it good and as positive as you can. 
Well, thank you. Sure, sure, sure. You can check out ascully.com. This is the home of the podcast. Anchor.fm slash after the show is another place you can go. Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all the places podcasts are available. You can catch us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't want any of your guff. Oh, that's not accurate. And finally, stay classy, Mr. Ryan Reynolds, who was also Deadpool. And you know what? We didn't see the Deadpool movies. Why? Don't know. Well. You're in charge of my movie watching career, so it's up to you, mate. All right, mate. <laughs> Governor. Is that it? Are you done? Yeah. Did you say stay classy? Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't catch that. And I'm going to say, <laughs> think, for, <laughs> think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, trust me, there's a lot of people who are doing it for you.